Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, and here we go. The gang is all here for the first episode of the new year. It is January 6th, 2024. And this is the AEW Collision Review Show here on the Fightful YouTube channel. Ricky Chino, Iridium Fierro, Crested East Star. So glad you guys are here with us on a Saturday night. The fighting is done, and now it is time for us to talk about the fighting. Iridian, we missed you. It, it's been a while since you've been on. How are you doing? How was your Christmas? How was all that good stuff? I know I was on vacation in Mexico and it was beautiful. It was warm. And then I came back to Chicago and it was snowing. So disgusting. Just a cold <laughs> bitch slap of reality right there. The disrespect, honestly. <laughs> but I'm doing good. Other than that, yeah, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh, just living the dream. Crest of the hair looks fabulous. Thank you. I've decided to be a muggle, and I think I'm going to be living the blonde gimmick. So I don't know what we're talking about today. I've never seen wrestling a day in my life. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. We appreciate everybody who is uh, in the chat, who is in the show, all 526 of you guys. That's amazing uh, that uh, all of you guys are here with us on a Saturday night when you could be watching college basketball or the NFL or something. You're here with us and we appreciate you for it. Uh, give us a comment. Uh, give us a super chat. Give us a humper chat. Our expert moderator, uh, Drew, will be uh, combing through all of them. He will make sure that I read all your super and humper chats before the end of the show. He will stay on my ass. We will not skip a single solitary one. Do us a favor, though. Give us a thumbs up on this video as well. The more engagement we get from you guys, the more our audience grows. We really appreciate that. And, oh, yeah, by the way, if you haven't noticed, this has been a crazy year for wrestling contracts and free agency already. And Sean Rossap is on top of literally all of it. So if there was ever a time for, like, a late Christmas gift to yourself, only cost $5, Go ahead and subscribe uh, to Fightful Select and get the uh, latest. I'm sure probably by tomorrow afternoon, we'll get the next installment of their Mercedes Monet roller coaster that's been going on with everything involving her. Uh, we did not get her on the show tonight, unfortunately. We did not. We did Sad. not get her on the show tonight. I was uh, I was hoping we would. 
We did Same. not. Well, we got Ric Flair, though. We got we got Ric Flair to open up the show here tonight. He came down. So that was cool. Uh, we get Sting and Darby Allen versus the Workhorsemen to open this up. And I loved I, I honestly I loved most of the before match because once the match started, it was pretty much, you know, paint by numbers. But I loved the workhorsemen like opening up this, just knowing they needed to take advantage. They needed to go out there and make an impact and make a name for themselves. And they beat the hell out of Sting and Darby Allen before the match even got started. I thought that was great. Uh, however, once Sting was able to get in the match, it was kind of like a two hit combo and you're done. You're right. Like JD, he gets hit with a, a um, hang on. Sorry. Let me find my notes. Uh, he gets hit. With a sunset flip power bomb from from Darby, Sting comes in, hits the Stinger splash, hits him with a Scorpion death drop. Darby takes out Anthony Henry on the outside. One, two, three. All she wrote. The match was fine, right? This was kind of just like a, hey, Sting's here, hit his retirement tour. But this was still a nice showing, I think, for the workhorsemen, and you know, just them trying to make a name for themselves here a little bit already. Yeah, I think that the workhorsemen knew that they had to come off right off the bat, you know, with some pressure, because even before the bell rung, they're like, all right, steel chair, and we got to go after Darby, which is what they did. And at the beginning of this match, it was very Darby heavy, which is very unfortunate for him, right? This man gets put through the ringer three times a week. So, I mean, I guess the workhorsemen were smart with that, but it was nice to see them. We are all fans of the workhorsemen here, so... It was just interesting that Ric Flair was out there the whole match. I think I'm just a little thrown off by him. I get it. The match was sponsored by like Woo Energy or what, whatever it is. But um, he was trying to like get involved. And I'm, I don't know if I was. He hit somebody with a chop at one point. I like, at least that's what I heard. I was writing notes and I'm like, I heard Before a chop. The, the bells start when they were. Yeah, yeah. He, he hit Anthony or somebody. Yeah. 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 I don't know how, I don't know how I felt about that. But uh, how did you feel about Ric Flair, Cresta? Um, what's Ric Flair? I'm kidding. Um, the work horseman looked great. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't think that he added anything to the match. I don't think that he took away anything from the match, but I would have rather either a him be like outside or on commentary, like doing something where he was focused. Kind of glad he wasn't on commentary. <laughs> I will say that, though. The match, like you said, was great. We love the workhorsemen over here. Very smart to attack them before the bell because we all know Sting and Darby Allen have plot armor. They don't They don't take losses. Sting is impervious. The Sting hot tag proved it. Y'all hit Sting with a chair before the match started, and Sting just turned around and said, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it was a good match. I love the workhorsemen, and I love how they were really displayed and showcased tonight. I hope they get a win soon, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point, Chris, and I think this is my biggest issue with what we have seen out of Ric Flair on AEW television so far. Take everything, Forget everything about Ric Flair that, you know, all the baggage that comes with him. He hasn't really added anything. It's like there yeah. hasn't been a point to him being there other than, oh, hey, you remember when Ric Flair used to wrestle Sting? That was great. Let's just keep reminding you guys that that stuff used to happen. And hey, here's here's Ric Flair and he's going to come down. And he's going to get a few woos out of the crowd. And that, that's kind of it, it. It hasn't added anything to the story leading up to to uh, Sting's final match. It hasn't taken away anything. But it, it's just it's just Ric Flair. It's like, hey, he's there. Like even in the promo segment, like 
that happened later where they're they're uh, previewing this big Texas, you know, tornado matchup that's going to be happening with the Don Callis family on Wednesday, which I'm really looking forward to. That's a match I wish we would have had tonight. But um, like Ric Flair cuts a promo and then Sting comes in and says the exact same stuff that Rick did only like 20 times better. And I'm like, do we need Rick there? Like it's the nostalgia what, pop, baby. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I, I don't I know. Love, yeah, I, it's like, is it is it just because Rick is there for some sponsorships? Is that it? Like I, I, I respect it on this sense of everyone loves Ric Flair to some, or he's at least a recognizable name and face. Sure. I just wish, like you said, we were, there was a direction where he was adding or doing something. Cause like, now that you bring it up, he really did Sting said exactly what he said. Exactly. Verbatim. Verbatim. Just better. Bar for bar. So, so flow. Meanwhile, Darby's living his best life. Do y'all get a catch at Darby? Like he's trying to sit there looking stoic Iridian. And then like by the end of it, he's finally just like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to smile. I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> you know what I, I liked about this match was a lot of what happened afterwards. It, I feel like it's, it's the Darby and the Sting world tour, right? Like the kids are screaming their heads yeah. off for Darby. Everyone's got mm -hmm. their face painted as Darby Allen. The kids are reaching for Darby. He's taking pictures. He's fist bumping. He's high-fiving. And that's one thing that I really do love about Darby Allen is like he takes in the moment and he's really giving these kids their their moment that they're always going to remember and rick flair was off to the side taking a picture with somebody else but you know which again it kind of like throws them off at least have the little trio go up and take pictures all together but darby and sting right now are living their best lives and i can appreciate that yeah there there was a great moment it was blank and you'd miss it uh there was that that kid that was in the front row on the corner there that had like had the the really detailed darby face paint like Darby went over and kind of pulled the Ray Mysterio. You know how like Ray goes up to somebody and like, you know, puts his head on the kid when they're wearing the mask and this, that, and the other thing. Darby pretty much did the exact same thing with that kid. So I know that that's going to be a, a cool moment. That kid's not going to, not going to forget anytime he made soon. That kid's weekend, bro. He's a hero um, of the weekend. <laughs> shit, he made his 2024. Are you kidding me? Um, to Rick's credit though, he did go take a photo with the guy who was dressed up like Ric Flair. So that, that was, that kind of worked out. You know, the first thing we do is we get a close up of dude bro dressed up like 1980s Ric Flair and then Ric Flair's music hits. And it's like, oh, that dude's having a good time. So that that, that, that worked for the opening part of it. But yeah, there is part of me that's like really, really enjoying this for for what it is. The Iridian, I think you said it best. This was Ric Flair's part. It's his retirement tour, not Ric Flair, excuse me, but uh, uh, Sting's retirement tour. Right. And any chance we get to see Sting. However, how little or great the action is, just try to soak it in as much as possible because March 3rd is less than two months away uh, at this point. Let's talk about this Continental Crown Championship match, shall we? This one was absolute fire. Eddie Kingston versus Trent Beretta. Um, this one, man, there was a point here, girls, where Eddie's in the corner. He's hitting the machine gun chops. Trent gets a little pissed off. He slaps Eddie across the face and then Eddie returns the favor. You want to talk about a receipt. He hits him with a back chop, maybe closed fist action there right across the bridge in the nose. And Trent was Ugh. bloodied badly. Dude, bro rose to the outside. He gets up. It is trickling down his nose. It is up in his eyes uh, at this point. 
they had a great shot in the crowd at one point where Sue Trent's mom is like holding up some Kleenex. Like she wants to wipe her son's face off, you know, like, yeah, come over here and do the whole, eh, let me, let me, let me clear this off for you. Uh, that looked like she, what she wanted to do. Um, but this one was the, these two were laying it in, uh, tonight. There's a lot that I really, really enjoyed about this matchup. Obviously Eddie getting the win here a little bit, uh, later on, it took a lot to get there. And there was a spot in this match as well where either Trent was really selling it well or the loss of blood and the fatigue was really getting to him because when he was doing the the triple um, German suplexes, I love that he took like 10 seconds to get up in between and drop another one to really sell that he was he was running out of gas here. It took a lot to keep him down. But this is another one of these great matches that Eddie has been. Eddie has been on a roll as of late with the matches. And if you're still one of these people out here, Iridian who can't get past what Eddie Kingston looks like and what he does inside the ring, stop watching wrestling. Just, just Period. stop at this point. Period. End of story. I loved everything about this match tonight. Exactly. You know, Eddie Kingston comes out every week and tonight he was standing on business. Uh, he, <laughs> he walks out there every week. Like this man, like his parking meter is about to expire. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get in and out. He's like, all right, five minutes. I got to do this. I'm out of here. <laughs> you don't get anybody out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He is there to work. And I love that about Eddie Kingston. So with that being said, this match had our group chat, you know, talking. And Cresta, you and I were like, oh, my God, it's 7.15. Why is there blood? What's happening? What <laughs> it just started. It just started. Come on, dogs. <laughs> we just got here. And when, when Trent's music hit, I was like, oh. We're going to go into this match right away. Like it was just back to back. So props to AEW for kind of keeping that that momentum from the first match and uh, just going straight into this one. Trent, I don't know if he has a broken nose or what's happening with that, but the fact that he was still performing at such a high level, this man was yes. through the ropes. Yep. He did not lose steam at all. That literally shows you that these wrestlers deserve their flowers, right? They deserve to be respected. The amount of things that they put their bodies through just to entertain us, for him just to even finish that match, right? And I know, Rick, that you mentioned, you know, those, um, the, the suplexes that, that were suplexes, happening. Yeah. Commentary was even mentioning, like, oh, you know, he's trying to, like, build up momentum. So even commentary was talking about that a little bit. But props to both of them because, man, anytime there's blood in a match, especially at 15 minutes into the show, that's something, right? Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I will say um, shout-outs to Trent. He looked amazing this match. And y'all know I don't like blood. You know I'm the softest person on the planet. But that visual was Becky Lynch-esque. Well, just his eyes and up here, I was like, oh, Trent, you're going for the gold. Yes. Also, I'm going to say this here. I'm going to say this now. I get at first it was a joke, but I don't know if I like people calling Eddie Kingston King of the Bums. I don't know if I like that. I'm not going to hold you. Mm -hmm. I know we had he's our scumbag, and he's my King of the Bums. But Eddie Kingston ain't no bum, and I, I don't know if we say, I, I don't know. I understand he's the king, but I don't know if I like that. Eddie Kingston showed out tonight. Eddie Kingston was literally like, I'm going to show you why I'm triple crown champion, and yeah. no matter who you throw at me, I'm going to beat them up, and I'm going to go to the back and be just as mad again. <laughs> I mean, this man went out and and they even brought it up on commentary tonight. He he beat Claudio, he beat Danielson, 
He beats uh, Moxley to win the dang thing. And now he goes out here and he puts on a spectacular match uh, with with Trent. And um, yeah, the, the dude, I'm, I'm so damn happy that he is getting like literally all the flowers right now that people are starting to realize. Yeah, the guy's always been great on the microphone. Dude can go in the ring and he's realistic. Like, yeah. And I, I saw somebody bring this up on, I want to, it, it may have been Kate because Kate was, uh, you know, defending against, you know, Morty Kingston body shaming today because uh, Kate is, is fantastic at that. But yeah, she was like, it doesn't matter what you look like. Does he look like somebody who can whoop your ass? Yeah. Eddie Kingston's the guy who looks like he can whoop your ass. And guess what? He can go out there and, and whoop a lot of people's ass inside the ring. So I, I'm, I'm very, very happy that Eddie is uh, Eddie's starting to get his his flowers. He deserves all of this for sure. Uh, I got a couple of super chats here. Uh, one from uh, Ricardo, the snowman, a uh, small sack of monies out of love. Y'all are great. We appreciate that. And uh, Carl Williams, new subscriber joining Fightful hey. as a trainee. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for your support. Make sure to get your uh, super chats in. Get your humper chats in. Uh, we will be uh, reading them throughout the entirety of the show and drew will make sure i read every single oh. solitary one of them bang bang so after that matchup ladies we get chris statlander and willow nightingale and boots don't forget boots and, and boots now i'm not gonna lie i spent more time until boots finally moved i spent more time <laughs> trying to figure out if he was real or if that was just a really cool shirt that Chris Statlander was wearing. <laughs> I, I'm just like, is that a real iguana? He's not moving. Where would you even get a shirt like that? And then I'm like, oh, he moves. Cool. Wait, what did they just say? What were they talking about? I have no clue. I was completely focused on Boots. Boots was the star uh, of this promo. Iridian, uh, can you fill me in on <laughs> I, you know, Rick, I really wish that I could. I, <laughs> I was looking at boots and I said, oh, my God, Chris Statlander is a reptile girly. Me, too. I was like, where, where can I set up a plate? <laughs> I have a turtle. She's giant. I'm sure that her and boots would get along great. I was also distracted because boots moved at one point. And I'm like, oh, my yeah, God, he started like crawling up her neck and stuff. I was like, he's going to fall. What's going to happen? This whole promo is going to be out the window if Boots falls right now. Um, oh, gosh. I was entertained in this little promo, okay? Don't ask me because I have the same note. <laughs> My note said, why she got a lizard? <laughs> and when I tried to listen to what they were saying, I don't know if y'all saw on Twitter, but suddenly Cal Hathaway brought a cameo from Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh my god, that was real? <laughs> That's real. He definitely brought a cameo from Kurt Angle to try to promote <laughs> the slander between Willow and Chris. And in that moment, all I can see is Kurt Angle giving us a... <laughs> So wait, okay, hold on. Dylan Matthews is calling me out in the chat here. Uh, is Boots not an iguana? What is that thing? What, what I don't know. It's it? a lizard to me. A lizard, I, right? It, it's just a lizard. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's like a, like a little dragon or something. Probably but like you know, a, it's a lizard dragon or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I don't know. I I apologize to all of the bearded dragon. Cron, Cron eighty eight in the chat says it's a bearded dragon. All right. Period. 
the only reason that I knew that it was real was because someone posted him backstage <laughs> on, on Instagram on the stories. <laughs> they had him like, oh my god, he was he was having a great old time backstage. Boots is over. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Sean in the chat. Shining lizard, new finisher for Chris. Come on, now that's free. Okay, now. <laughs> Listen, if Killswitch goes back to Luchasaurus, Shining Lizard. Come on, that's free. That's free. That's free. That's free. Uh, meet Normus with a super chat says, when I, I I jumped when Boots moved, geez Louise. I I didn't jump. I was just like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm thankful. Like, I'm just like, okay, good. He moved. Now I can focus. It's real. It's a real lizard. I can focus on what's going on in the segment. The segment I think they were talking about how they had a great 2023 for the two of them, which they both did, and they're looking forward to doing more in in 2024. But yeah, yeah, boots, boots definitely stole. Uh, also, it, it's Kate in the chat, not Sean. Love you, Kate. Okay. Kate, Kate well, I, you know, I was, you know, when it says Sean, I'm gonna yeah. assume it's Sean. But yeah, Sean's there. too high profile for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right guys make sure to get your super chats in. get those super chats and we're going to read them all throughout the entirety of the show um y'all mm -hmm. hook wants some of samoa joe and i am here for it like this like you want to talk about going from zero to 60 real damn quick like yeah let's let's go i've been i've been waiting for like the jump up in competition for hook he says his winning percentage is is unmatched by anybody which is true i'd look this up he's 40. our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too that's the beauty of noom they build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions medical issues and other personal needs so your plan works for you Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com and check out noom's first ever cookbook the noom kitchen for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living available to buy now wherever books are sold three and three in his career in a period in professional wrestling but in aw's 43 and three two of those were tag team match losses and the only singles match loss he has was against jack perry for the ftw championship his best win, though, is arguably Jack Perry and Ricky Starks and Ethan Page. Like those are those are his top three uh, wins. So I've been waiting for this this jump in competition for him. This is one small step, one giant leap level stuff here because he's going directly for Samoa Joe. But Iridian, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I want to see it. I was very surprised when he said Samoa Joe. I was like, out of all of the names on the roster, you you said at the top. He's <laughs> going to the top. And and later, it, we'll talk about it on the show, but like, you know, Edge put out his challenge and then, you know, Griff Garrison answered. I'm like, oh, okay. That would have been cool to see maybe Hook could have answered that and we could have gotten like a good match between Hook and Edge, right? We could have played with that. But Hook... Why you got to put the emphasis on good? 
Like, why? Why did you have to put the emphasis on that? No, it was. It was a shade. Is Griff Garrison okay catching strays here? What's hey, happening? We'll, we'll talk about not Jungle Boy when we get to that. Come but, on, all right. We will talk about that when we get to that. But Samoa Joe, I was like immediately thought of Crest. I said Samoa Joseph. There's no way. There's no way. And I was like, I need to talk to Crest about this. So, what were you thinking when he said Samoa Joe? I'm one of the three people who are not sold on Hook. So mm. um, in this moment, Damn. I'm like, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> this is going to be a good match. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a lot of suplexes. But that muscle buster, I hope you're ready for it. I hope you're ready for it. Because if you think, Hook, you have a bright future ahead of you. But that light is going to be real dim when you get choked out because you ain't choking out some old Joe. Like, exactly. come on. Like you mad. No disrespect. But you are like what, 120 pounds holding two bricks and a dictionary? And Samoa Joe is shaped like a brick and a refrigerator. Yeah, but this Samoa Joseph, come on now, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna fight a refrigerator? I, 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 I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Joe's eating meals bigger than, than Hook. Like, and that's so no disrespect. Hook's father, but I digress. I, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I like Hook. I think it's going to be a great match. And like you said, it's going from, okay, I'm tired of minking these guys up and I want to take a big leap. But Samoa Joe big leap, I respect it. I, I respect the hell out of it. I, I love how Hook is just like, yeah, I want a second title. Let's forget the other three that uh, that are out there right now. And let's just jump right for the for the big fish here. And I I love I love the dynamic of how is that match going to work because Samoa Joe has such a huge size advantage on him. Like Hook's matches, he he wrestles guys who are more his size and he is able to to utilize his strength and his core and his power and and still chuck dudes around. He's not going to be able to do that to Samoa Joe. He's going to have exactly. to shuck and jive and use his speed and quickness and see how what he can do to get the big man off of his feet and maybe lock in you know, red rum and get a, get a pass out victory, but I, I I'm here for it. I, I want to see it badly. I want to see how I that works out. You, Rick. Yes. Given the opportunity though, if you hook, who are you challenging? Certainly not orange Cassidy who got plot armor. Certainly not Eddie Kingston who don't get paid by the hour. Exactly. Who are you realistically challenging? Yeah. I mean, I ain't, I ain't messing with, uh, you know, Christian and the patriarchy either. Are you getting no. cheated out your boots? That's like fighting all of Jeff Jarrett. That's how <laughs> I mean, the, the last thing I need, like, seriously, if, if, if look, if, if hook got mixed up with Christian, the one person who should be concerned is Taz like that uh, immediately. Like, okay, I don't, I don't need that promo on Taz. No, Taz <laughs> you're not cutting that promo on Taz. Actually, get up that behind was, that desk. That was, now the words have come out of my mouth. I want to see it now. Like I, I, I want, I want to see Taz get involved with Christian and have that promo off. I think that would be funny. But um, father of a year match. Stop, Iridian! Look, You're and fired. Then, look, and then Daddy Ass is going to be in there too. Special father guest referee, Daddy Ass. <laughs> I feel like only if Taz wins. Only yeah. if Taz wins, because I don't make Taz get up from behind the desk to lose to Christian Cage. But I digress. Uh, we got a uh, super chat from Yes Boy. Uh, Taz once managed Joe in TNA. Hook is Taz's shoot son. Give me Taz on commentary during this match, Bubba. Yeah, uh, one hundred percent for sure. I'm I'm one hundred percent sold on that. Let's let's get it going. 
Um, we got uh, Ricardo the Snowman with another Humper chat. He said, think about this. Many of those little ones are going to cite uh, OC as the reason they became a, uh, a wrestler. That is uh, that is great uh, to ponder. That's All right. Yeah. We got a tag team match. Commander and Brian Keith versus the Undisputed Kingdoms, Mike Bennett and Matt uh, Taven. I thought this was, I thought this was a really good match. Like it, yeah. it was a, it was more of a sprint than the marathon that we saw at the end of the night tonight. But you know, with it being one of those, hey, get a draw, maybe earn yourself kind of challenges with the ten minute time limit there. Uh, Commander and. Uh, Brian Keith took these guys to the limit, but I did think that this was a nice win tonight, Iridian, for Undisputed Kingdom to kind of solidify themselves as the tag team champions, considering the way that they won those titles with uh, Wardlow or whoever hit, you know, uh, MJF with a lead pipe to win a basically a handicap match. So this this was a nice little let's get off on the right foot as as the tag team champions kind of match. Yeah, and I'm glad that they picked up the win. And now every week they need to come out here and do bangers every week because they need to really, like you said, you know, solidify themselves because for weeks we saw them just take advantage of people backstage, you know, really just beat them up being the, the devil's workers, right? So they need to just show up and show out now. And I really liked this pairing of Commander and... Uh, Brian Keith. And let me just say that Nigel found a way to talk about Brian Danielson. Every match. Like, <laughs> and this one, because they were both, there was another guy in there named Brian. And he was like, maybe he's, I don't know what he said, I, but because he was probably offending Brian Danielson, but he's like, they spell their name the same way. And I was like, sir, it's not that serious. Please relax, Nigel. Yo, when I grow up, I want to be as big of a hater as Nigel McGinnis, bro. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. But every match he had something to complain about. Brian Dan, I mean Daniel, you got me all messed up. <laughs> I'm so sick of Nigel McGinnis in the best way. Mm. I my first note literally to this match was it's not a squash. Mm. And it was really, really good. Yeah. This was a um Brian Keith showcase. Commander was really good. But Commander is good regardless. I mm. think Brian Keith, the last two, three weeks he's been on AEW TV or Ring of Honor TV, has been fantastic. I want to see more of him. I want him and Adam Hangman Page and some cowboy shit. I don't care what we got to name that staples. I don't care what we got to do. Gunslingers, Gunsmoke, I don't care. I need that expeditiously. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, somebody bringing up uh, in the chat here, uh, Delayed Gratz, saying that the uh, United Kingdom should challenge for the AEW tag team titles. I kind of wish they were the AEW tag team champions because being part of the United Kingdom, they're going to be featured more on AEW television than they really are Ring of Honor television. So wouldn't it make more sense for them, for the Ring of Honor tag team titles to be on a more stricter Ring of Honor tag team? Just kind of. Yeah, you can't win them all. Apparently. I, isn't there like all of this weird stuff happened in Ring of Honor? But I agree with you. It should be, this should be a storyline for Ring of Honor. And I think that had it not been for Adam actually getting injured and Max and, and the whole, that whole storyline, this might have played out differently. But then we at Rack at what happens with Ricky Starks and Big Bill, who the chemistry, the big man, little man is working great. 
So I wouldn't want to take it off of them. But at the same time, what are we doing? I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is a very ring of honor. It goes back 20 years or something, whatever it is. Kind of like Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli. So it's like, I'd rather, this is a great ring of honor storyline. We're privileged to see it on AEW television, but this is a great ring of honor storyline. So. Yeah. Um, we we <laughs> may They may be taking those tag team titles, by the way, off of Ricky and Big Bill, because as we found out next week, we're going to be getting... Uh, what was the stipulation? It was, basically, it was a no DQ match, right? Is that that that's basically what they said? A street fight. Street fight is what Big Bill said. So it is going to be Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus Chris Jericho and uh, Sammy Guevara. And Which was received with booze. If you guys heard the crowd, everyone was like, "Not for it." We brought that up last two weeks ago, Kristen, when we were on. We brought that up like as a joke. <laughs> like at like as as a possibility as just like a oh uh, yeah they can, they can always turn you know sammy uh back to baby face again ha, ha, ha. and then i'm like oh my you know God. i do remember this because i made the big show joke talk about how he's been everything in like the course of two three years yeah Listen, it, was it was just a quick fly by mention it was just a quick fly by mention and then as soon as sammy came out to help out chris jericho what happened chris i immediately in all caps i'm like Holy shit, they actually did the same. <laughs> of all of our ideas that we pitch on this show, oh. that's the one you listen to. <laughs> he was memeing. All right, so what are we thinking about the possibility here of Bullet Club Gold and the acclaimed joining forces to go up against the undisputed kingdom here, Iridian? This is something that Anthony Bowens is like, hey, think about it. Just think about it. Just think about it. It makes some sense. The six of us together against the four of them, and one of them can't walk. You know, this is, this is, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. This was interessante to me. <laughs> Austin was over there, like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. And it made sense. It made sense to me. So why not? Anthony Bowens was like, hey, man, we need to start a faction. What would the I, as soon as they said that, I'm like, all right, what would the name be? Is it Bullet Club Gold with the acclaim? Like, what's what are what are we thinking here? Which put put it, leave it in, your, in the comments what you guys think that faction should be. But I don't hate that idea. I think they would work well together. Krista, what do you think? There are two groups that you need a super faction for. The, no, three. The Don Callis family, anything involving Jeff Jarrett and the patriarchy. <laughs> because they're going to come with 50 people. And if this was WWE, it'd be the bloodline because there's always another ooze. They're going to come with 50 people and it makes sense. I do not hate the acclaimed in a bullet club situation because I think the acclaimed are great, but they still are on that. Ha ha ha. We're good. Ha. I think the bullet club would give them a much needed that they, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Conversely, <laughs> I think JY is going to have two gremlins of Max Caster. <laughs> Three gremlins. Max Caster, Austin Gunn, and uh, uh, what's his name? The gremlin. The, the uh, Oh, my God. I can't think of his name. Juice. Juice, Juice Robinson. Juice. So now you got three yeah, gremlins. Mr. Honeycomb. <laughs> He's going to turn on that team. He's like, I'm going back to New Japan. I hate you guys. <laughs> See, I would love for Juice to come back like – Several weeks down the line here after these guys are all buddy buddy and they're hanging out and they're playing cards and he's just like, oh, did I miss what is going on here? Why are you why are we whooping these guys asses? Uh, some of the good ones I'm seeing in the chat. Uh, this um, 
where was it? I lost it. Snip, snip, gang. I think snip, snip, <laughs> gang is a good one. <laughs> uh, somebody wrote Bullet Club Platinum. I thought that one was pretty good. That's interesting. I have a, a group chat names that Bullet Club. <laughs> oh, I was thinking not- the acclaimed the acclaimed Gun Club or something like that, but you guys are way more clever than I. Mm. Oh, there's some good ones here in the. Uh... I, bet you, I bet you the chance would also be incredible. Whatever they come Shooting up with. Shooting scissors, bang, bang, baby. Somebody said, <laughs> somebody said, are you ready for the new DX? Jesus. I don't care. How many times I got in trouble for that? Look, anybody, look, anybody who, who grew up watching wrestling in the 90s got sent to the principal's office for crotch chopping. Okay. And Every. And the new Single generation, one. the new generation is about to get sent again. They already are for scissor me, daddy ass. How about, really how about the golden ass boys? We go with golden ass boys. The shooting ass boys. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let Dan Housen see this shooting ass boys. <laughs> Oh, my God. I don't even know how we can just continue with the rest of the show. I think we should just close it off on shooting ass, boys. <laughs> good, good night. Good night. We don't have an ad or anything? I, we do. I'm looking for it. I th- we, need, we need a clean break after shooting ass, boys. Hang on. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. I'm here to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform. They've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds. Whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or football, baseball, basketball, erasing anything you can think of, all major sporting events are covered by betonline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. Betonline.ag. That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. Betonline.ag. Only bet what you can and please bet responsibly. These ones that keep coming in the chat. I know. I'm looking at them. The the ass claimed gold. <laughs> I'm immature. I'm the maturity of a 12 year old. Look at I'm dressed like a literal clown today, please. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. oh Lord. I mean, honestly, anything with daddy ass, the acclaimed, and bullet club is just it's going to be really good. No matter what, whatever, whenever they get into the ring, the the scissor me bang bang gang, that's gonna go. The crowd is gonna lose their minds. Okay, that's it. That's literally it. Scissor me bang bang gang. That's literally it. Do we have a Bluetooth ass? <laughs> we don't. We don't. Not we might play week. one anyway, but right now we don't. We don't. Let's talk about not Jungle Boy. Let's okay. <laughs> you can't say that. Mm. Yep. Adam Copeland came down. First time we've seen him since he won the TNT championship and then lost it like three minutes later is what I believe the uh, AEW website says. Thanks to uh, Luchasaur. I mean, kill switch. Ain't nobody can get that man's name right since they renamed him. They uh, Christian has screwed it up multiple times. Now, uh, Adam Copeland has messed it up. 
Nobody can remember this damn this man's name is Kill Switch. Anyway, Adam Copeland says that he is uh he should get an automatic rematch as the former TNT champion, but he said, you know what? I'm I'm willing to work my way back to it. And he issues a uh what did he call it? A Copen challenge. Which yes, is- a Copeland challenge, yeah. Co- Copenhagen. Uh, the, the Copeland Copenhagen? Is that what you just no, said? That's what I just said. <laughs> Don't listen to me. The Copenhagen <laughs> challenge. Uh and we get not jungle boy Griff Garrison who comes down to the ring. <laughs> he gets on the mic and boy oh boy. He says, Now there's probably some people out here who are going, Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? And yeah. Pretty much a lot of people in the crowd were. I mean, seriously, back when it was the Varsity Blondes, right? Like, it was, we we knew who Brian Pillman was. There were a lot of people who liked Julia Hart. And then it was, oh, yeah, who's the other guy? The other guy was Griff Garrison, okay? And he's, he's come a long way. He gets in the ring. And Adam Copeland's like, hey, I like you, but uh, let's, let's, Let's baby steps here. This is a you know, this is a bigger gap than Hook jumping up to Samoa Joe. Let's just, you know, take a break, pump the brakes here. Griff Garrison smacks him across the face. And he was like, you know what? I like you even more now. But now I gotta put you over my knee. I was expecting this to be a bit of a squash, but Maria Canellis is out there. They play the number games with Cole Carter as well. Allows Griff to kind of get the uh, the upper hand here a little bit. Gets a bit of offense in here. I'm not going to say that he really kind of shined in this match, but he didn't look out of place. He, yeah. this, this is a tough spot for him to come in. And obviously the biggest match of his career. I'm ecstatic for him that he got this opportunity to wrestle Adam Copeland because not everybody's going to get that. And this is part of the reason why I love this direction that that this is what they were going to go with to have Adam earn his way, Adam earn his way up to another match with Christian. I'm ecstatic that he might get more of these matches with some of these younger guys on the card who are going to get their kind of sink or swim moment and get to get in there and, and have a dream matchup and get to learn firsthand with a guy like Adam Copeland in the middle of the ring. So there's a lot to like about uh, what we saw here tonight. Adam gets the win. He ends up spe- uh, spearing Cole Carter uh, out of his shoes after the match. Maria looks on incredulous. I don't know why. Like she didn't know that this was going to happen, that her boys were going to get their asses whooped. But regardless, uh, look, this was, this was fine. This was a fine matchup tonight. But I think this is the start of something that could be uh, really beneficial for a lot of people in the locker room, Meridian. Yeah, I thought I thought that this was great. You know, Griff Garrison, we call him not Jungle Boy, but that's a callback to BTE. Great segments that they would do with the Dark Order. Ten out of ten. I was a fan of the Varsity Blondes when he was with uh, Brian Pillman and Julia. I also thought she was great at the, her cheerleader gimmick. Uh, we didn't get to see it for long because then she is now the the head of a faction. But it's it was nice to see Griff and, you know, Cole and Maria. I actually forgot that Maria was ringside up until she um, caused a distraction. So I'm like, all right, good for them. I, I like this group. So I hope that we do get to see this younger talent you know, get to fight Edge and props to Edge because he doesn't have to do this, right? He doesn't have to go out there and put over these younger talents. And like Griff said, he's like, you guys are probably wondering, who am I? So he even acknowledged it. I thought it was good. Hopefully going forward, we get some different names, also younger talent. I hope we don't get like 
Jeff Jarrett, please don't answer this. This is not a challenge for you to answer. Why was I thinking the same thing? Like, Jeff Jarrett, don't you come out here. (laughs) Don't you come out here. Stay in the back. Jay Lethal, stay in the back. This is not for you. Like, (laughs) Aridium, why are we the same person? (laughs) It's there. It's there. I feel it. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I like that Edge is putting over these younger guys. And like I said at the beginning of the show, Sorry, I'm getting over COVID. I had COVID earlier this week. I ain't go to. Jeez, both of you. Yeah, I got. Oh. I did, bang bang. I got. I got the COVID bug. I got the suds. Um. <clears throat> so I do like them putting over younger talent. That's pretty much been the theme of this night, except for that Claudio match because he beat that young man's butt. Oh my we'll goodness. Get there. But we'll yeah, get like there. Griff Garrison put on a show for all intents and purposes, and even Cole Carter attacking Edge after the fact, still getting speared by Edge. Getting in the same ring, not I keep calling him Edge. I'm sorry, Mr. Copeland. Sorry, Mr. Copeland. I'm sorry. My apologies. Old, old habits die hard. It's okay. <laughs> Listen, do this. Give me, give me some grace. <laughs> so I think it's a great. I think it's great. And the fact that he's like, I'm willing to go from the back of the line to the front of the line. That means we're going to get a lot of great matches with a lot of new talent, and hopefully, it will put him in a position to not get stuck in a Jeff Jarrett situation or a Don Callis situation, but. Maybe a dark order situation because where the hell are they? You know what I mean? Maybe a situation where there's a faction out there that we forgot existed or a people that we forgot existed and then they come out of the woodworks and we're getting great matches. And we're like, what about these guys versus these guys? So that's what I hope to eventually take it off of Christian Cage because Christian Cage is the worst dad I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't want Christian's run with the TNT Championship to ever end. Like ever, just ever. They can find a way to keep going. And if, if, like, they just want to keep doing Edge and Christian matches, excuse me, Adam Copeland and Christian matches for, you know, the next, you know, two years, if there's going to be as good as it, what it was at World End, I'm fine with that, too, to be completely yeah. with you. Like, I'm, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm, I'm happy with what they're doing right now. Uh, our, our lone women's match of the night, which ended at 920, uh, was Sky Blue and Kiara Hogan. I loved the finish to this guy kind of doing like her own version of a, of dragon sleeper to get uh, uh, Kiara Hogan to tap out here. This was, I thought both of these girls really laid in their shots tonight. There was a lot to like about this matchup. Unfortunately, a lot of it was in commercial break, but still, I thought this was a good showing. I thought sky blue got a nice reaction from the crowd as well tonight. Iridian. So, um, I'm I'm always gonna ask for more women's action on the show. We we got well, we got a a promo segment that was mostly with a uh, a, a lizard is what we focused on. There was the the lizard action, and we got this matchup tonight. And then we got the Serena Deeb promo. I'm really looking forward to Serena Deeb coming back, and we can obviously talk about that. But what did you think about this matchup first, Aridian? I thought it was a good matchup. I'm glad that Blue, uh, that yeah, the Sky Blue is getting her her recognition. She's getting her fan base. And Kiera Hogan, I love. She does not hold back when she's in that ring, right? She doesn't pull her punches, which I can appreciate because you know that girl's going to hit you hard. And I'm always a fan of the gear. Like, these women come out, and they look great. They're fantastic every single week. I have nothing but, but good things to say about this match. I'm glad that we got to see more of Kiera. And I do like that commentary reference, like, hey, don't forget – 
Kiera is not just nobody. Like she had a great feud with Athena and uh, they talked about that. I think it was like a Chicago street fight that she had. Um, so the sky blue was her partner and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they were referencing that and I'm like, yeah, you guys cannot sleep on Kiera cause she is fantastic. And uh, they did mention that sky winked during this match. And I think someone asked Nigel, like, Nigel, was she winking at you? Nigel didn't say a word, right? Like, Nigel was like, not, not me. She wasn't winking at me. I don't know who she was winking at. It wasn't that, me. That, that's funny because we got a super chat here from Patrick Moore. He said, could Sky Blue's subtle winks to the camera mean she still has a little, a little light in her soul? Like, she's not all in uh, with, with Julia. I honestly have no earthly idea. Cresta, any thoughts? Any I would like to believe I'm a long con kind of girl. I would like to believe that Sky Blue was like, in order for me to get what I want out of Julia, I got to become a monster in order to kill one sort of situation. Mm, get like real it. close with you and like slowly like this and it's slowly like short, like a, a snowball effect. Get close, get your trust, get my reps in. And when you least expect it, I'm taking a TBS title from you. That would be a really cute feud. I don't know who would win in that situation, but it would be a nice culmination leading up to things. And it could be like Sky Blue has to get way more ruthless in order to beat Julia. And maybe she doesn't win. And you did all of that to be a jerk for what? And then that makes you face turn again. I don't know. I can yeah. see it. That'd I think I, I think the other aspect of that could be, hey, Julia's red hot right now already. And let me let me ride her coattails and get myself more uh over you know with the audience shall we say and uh up my status here and then you know when fans love me more then i'll attack julia something like that i hope that's not where this is going i hope that she is a loyal follower of the house <laughs> of heart okay i hope that you know sky really was like oh my god or brainwashed i need her to be brainwashed to be in this faction so I don't think that she's going to be the one to in the future. I mean, she might challenge her. Who knows? But I don't think she is going to be the one to take that title off of Julia. I don't see that we have seen that competitor in the women's roster yet. So I agree. Yeah. Well, hey, the, there's a lot more talent that, that could be coming. You could have Serena D be the one who takes it off of. Uh, I don't know about that. Off I, of Julia I, Hart. I don't think I'm going to be real with you. And this is just me because I cover impact. If Serena D versus Deanna Prazo doesn't happen, that is literally Dean Malenko versus Perry Saturn. I am going to, I'm going to fight the air. I'm Damn, going a to Perry Saturn reference on a Saturday. Oh, night. oh yeah, Jeez. oh yeah, oh yeah. It's 1996, baby. WCW. <laughs> yeah, you, you're pulling out some Kevin Kelly level references here. <laughs> You're welcome. But I'm like, there's no way you have Deanna Perrazzo and Serena Deeb on the same roster, and there's not a hold for her. The only way that I could get more technical is Natalia said, I'm coming out the heart dungeon for five ah. minutes. <laughs> I know she, yeah, I know it's not going to happen. Not, but you not know a what forbidden I mean. door. <laughs> the true forbidden door. That's something I wanted. At that point, that's Dean Malico, Perry Sadden, and Eddie Guerrero. Like, at that point. <laughs> Like honestly, I, 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 I. That's what I need, and I don't want Serena Deeb mm -hmm. for the TBS title because I think Serena Deeb is a main title girl, and there's nothing against the TBS title. But if Serena Deeb goes against Julia, Julia gonna have to cheat that girl out her boots because mm -hmm. Deeb is gonna. Oh, she gonna twist that girl like a pretzel. She gonna have to cheat. She gonna cheat that girl out her boots. And I'm not saying Julia don't got the stones, but I think even if you missed the Deeb, she's still gonna choke you out. You know, it, I, I'm. 
I'm glad that you bring that up though, too, because just you saying that the, 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 no, the absolute no nonsense style that Serena Deeb is coming off right now. Like, you know, just all about let's get in the ring. Let's settle this business, prove who's the best going up against Tony storm, who is all about that bullshit right now. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that is a combustible combination that I need to see Iridian. That's what a combination that would be a combination. And I, you know what the women's roster right now in AW it's building up, right? We're yes, getting, there's a lot of momentum there. For sure. We're getting Thunder Rosa back. We're eventually getting Britt Baker back. Jamie Hayter is going to be, you know, fully recovered soon. Like the, the amount of star power that we are about to have, it's going to be insane. And now with Diana, maybe possibly Mercedes Monet, who knows this roster is about to slap i mean it already slaps right but we're about to have it at like a capacity that it hasn't been uh yet so it's it's gonna be good and we got you know laron ford here uh, with the super chat saying good match tonight but this collision card really could have used a a second women's match tonight and i i i 100 agree um like there's a lot that is building out everything you just said all these women who are coming in There's going to come a point where it's almost going to be like TK is going to be forced to book multiple two women's matches. matches. Two, three yeah. matches. Just yeah. two. Just two. Just Hear two. Me give, me, give me two <laughs> matches on a Saturday <laughs> night. Like, heck, if you want to, if you want, shit, if you sign Mercedes Monet, if you sign her to the money that it's going to command her to bring her in, hey, build collision around her and this women's division instead of, you know, CM Punk like you Actually, we're going to build this show around. Mm-hmm. Mercedes is the star, okay? Bring her in. Let her be the center of uh, of Collision and call it a day. Like, And just have Collision be the women's. Especially with three of us on a panel on a Saturday night. Just, oh, just have that be the women's show. Bro, honestly, wouldn't, wouldn't it be crazy if you just did one men's match at 920? <laughs> wouldn't that be crazy? And you did the rest women's matches? What... Wouldn't that be absurd? That would be crazy. Like the only involvement that the men would have would be promos, and the whole other rest of the show was just women's matches. Wouldn't that be great? Main event TBS title one week, main event timeless Tony Storm another week. Uh, for a gasp, imagine such a thought. Oh my god, the, the, the man babies would be going to Twitter and typing so furiously they would be breaking their keyboards if something like that happened. Meanwhile, collision numbers drastic go up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Barbie movie, Taylor Swift concert n- numbers. All right. Like those are the levels we're going to be reaching. You could be mad, but I bet you you're going to tune in at 920 to see your men's match. <laughs> and it's Eddie Kingston every week. I'm sorry. No, we don't make the rules. We don't make the rules. It's we, uh, at 9:20 every week. <laughs> uh, we do have a super chat here from uh, Johnny Hirschman saying uh, House of Black versus FTR, DG, and Mercedes. Oh. She is friends with FTR. I mean, I'm with it. I'm with it. Look. Honestly, if Mercedes gets on this roster, there's so many places that you can put her in. There's so uh-huh. many matches already that are lined up for her. Like, there's that Willow rematch that she's got to have. Oh, that's fan. slam dunk. That's, slam that's dunk. money right there. Deeb, Perrazzo, If 
I'm not sure if Taya is still with AEW, but Taya versus Mercedes, <laughs> yes! I need an almighty need. Am I the only one that wants to see Mercedes and Soraya? I would like that because that history, and I wasn't here The story's that. built there, right? It's, it's all there. Say, I will say, though, from the outside looking, and again, I, I think that where Mercedes is and where Soraya is, Mercedes is going to beat Soraya up. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I'm telling you, the possibilities are endless. Mercedes Monet versus Mercedes Martinez, like amazing, amazing. Sponsored by Mercedes Benz, it writes itself. It writes itself. Book it, Tony. Uh, you the Meet Division sponsored by Arby's. It writes itself. Come on now. I mean, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to sell some sponsorships to to pay for Mercedes' contract. I mean, I mean, damn. I thought I read somewhere. Know it. Yeah, I thought I read somewhere that don't don't they may have a brand deal with Woo Energy where it's it's, it's very lucrative for them. Like I thought I thought I read that. I could be wrong. I don't know how to read. I, I you know I don't know how to read. So I'm look. Tony knows how to play this game. All right, at least he should. I mean, look at the NFL for example. The Bengals True. went out, smaller market team, signed Joe Burrow to this three hundred million dollar sponsorship, uh, this three hundred million dollar contract, and all of a sudden. Everything surrounding Paul Brown Stadium, excuse me, Paycor Stadium now, is sponsored out the ass. They have an official chili. They have an official uh, laundry service. They have an official, like, pay service. They have official everything. If you can sell it, sell it. Make your money, TK. I respect it. Listen, you, Tony, you know, if you, need you know any, how to play the game. You're with the Jaguars. You know to I know that they need a, a, a popsicle sponsorship now that they don't have the so we can't do that. We need to get new popsicles. All right. These were these were bangers. You know what? Y'all could sell all black popsicles for House of Black so you could spray the mist of someone's face. Oh. If you blackberry, these are million dollar items <laughs> for free. For free. This is why, you know, look, marketing. This is where we all belong. It's marketing. <laughs> marketing. <laughs> we got Claudio Castagnoli on the show. He beats the ever loving crap out of Andrew Everett. That poor man. Which is wild because I saw this match advertised and I said, who is Andrew Everett? I said, is this man signed? Where's this man from? Uh, he's he's actually going to be uh, Adam Copeland's next opponent uh, is is what's going to I don't know. I'm just <laughs> he's, he's entering the, the open challenge. He's in the Copenhagen challenge. <laughs> Whatever the challenge is, he's there. Um, hope for hope challenge. <laughs> he came out in in his little big show outfit, and then commentary was like, "Oh, yeah, he's seven feet tall." And I immediately I turned to look at the television, <laughs> and I see Claudio towering over him, and I said, "Where are the seven feet?" Where? Either Claudio's nine feet nine, or ain't no way, ain't was- no fucking way. <laughs> I was confused. I said commentary. Be so serious right now. <laughs> Apparently, it's because they did say a commentary that he had injured his leg or his knee. Yes. And his mindset changed from being a high flyer to I'm a giant. Hmm. Which I'm like, okay. I feel I see like. It. I but see. that I don't work it. against Claudio because he's nine feet nine in real life, though. Yes. This match brought to you by the mental health hotline. Uh, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. There are people dying, Kim. <laughs> Kim. That's my answer. Every, you, there are people dying, Kim. You can't say that. Oh my God. I felt so bad for him. He got swung around. 
I was dizzy. Imagine I, being a giant and getting swung around. I felt, I felt bad for him because he messed up the finish. He he misfired on the flip. It was so clear as day that Claudio was was loading up to just drop that man with what would have been a fantastic uppercut. Uh, and he just fell short on it. Good on Claudio for being the vet I'm for just falling short. <laughs> I will say that that was a Freudian slip. I'm sorry. The only way that would have been better is if Claudio Castagnoli, instead of waiting for the uppercut, saw that he was going to biff it and hit him with the, why would I stand there? Why would I stand there? <laughs> <laughs> he was a total pro, though. He just picked him up, put him in the, the neutralizer, and then he was like, you know what? Nah, I'm hitting you with something. And then just drops his ass with the lariat. It's like, welcome to the big leagues, Rook. Um, but Claudio did challenge Hangman Adam Page uh, for homecoming on Wednesday. So I'm, I'm giving you as a schoolgirl for that one. That is really what this match was about, right? Was the fact that oh, Claudio yeah. challenged Hangman. Oh, yeah. And the whole time you're like, oh my God, I'm going to see Claudio versus Hangman. That's wild. It's going to be so good. That's a popcorn worthy match. I'm going to be sat. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a good match because Hangman is pissed. He's full of piss and vinegar. He's he's uh, he's back to alcoholic days, Hangman. He's mad. He's mad. He, mad. he came in, I don't care. I'll fight you. I'll fight your mom. I'll fight Stokely. I don't care. Like, he's mad. So uh, versus Claudio, who just wants to fight all the time anyway, Claudio yeah. is in beef in life with Eddie Kingston. So you already know how he give it up. <laughs> Both those dudes need a big win too. Like this, this, this was child's play tonight for for Claudio. Like it was almost like, hey, let we need to give him a win, any kind of win. Let's see who who's sitting in catering right now. Oh, cool, Abbott, get your get your gear on and go out there and you know, get your head head stoved in for you know for a couple of minutes. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Wednesday uh, for sure. Our main event. Ladies, FTR, House of Black, uh, they got about a half hour uh, tonight, uh, entrances in included, to, to dive into this one. And this one, this one got personal because Dax had his family sitting at uh, ringside, and there were several times there were Malachi just trying to play the mind games, right? Because I, I, I love that's what Malachi does. All right, he's trying to get inside the head of Dax. He wants him focused on other things. And, yeah, Dax... Dax, Dax wasn't taking that taking that too kindly uh, in this matchup tonight. I thought FTR had this thing won when they hit the Shatter Machine. Great save by Malachi Black coming out of nowhere. Great camera work. Uh, so you didn't see him until the absolute last second. He uh, he gets a spike pile driver on the ring apron for his trouble. Brody comes out. He's looking like he's going to make the save. But then we get Danny Garcia. Takes him out with a chair. Dax gets in the ring. He gets a curb stomp. He gets a power bomb, but he's able to roll through, roll up, buddy, gets the one, two, three for the win. And then afterwards, uh, yeah, House of Black just whoops all the ass uh, in the ring as Julia rings the bell uh, and smiles. This was a really, really great closer to the show tonight already. Yeah, I think this match got better as it went on. I feel like my, uh, I wasn't as invested when this match started. I'm like, all right. Okay, it's going to it's going to be a good match, but right down to the maybe like the last 10 minutes of this match, I was here for it. They had some really really great moments. Um Buddy Matthews breaking up that pin with the knee from the top rope, that was yeah. good. Um the double knees from House of Black uh onto Cash then into the announce table 
also great. Um, Malachi beefing with Dax's little girl. I lived that. I thought that was hilarious. I actually could have done more with that if we went into that a little deeper. I thought that was great. Um, Malachi taking the pile driver on the apron. These guys were not holding back. That was wild, right? I I was so shook. Uh, But Danny Garcia coming out to the aid of FTR. I was very intrigued. I'm like, okay, Danny. And I love that it made sense because he had beef with Brody from the Continental Classic. I'm like, all right, cool. We're taking a storyline that we built a couple weeks ago, and now we're putting that into play. And I loved to see that. I really did. That's what these tournaments, that's what the point of a tournament should be. It's not just, hey, let's throw a bunch of people together so we can get a winner and they can rack up a couple of wins. No, the battle royals and tournaments, Cresta, they can be used to drive multiple different storylines and i love how successful the continental classic was in doing that yeah having daniel garcia come out at the end to be the equalizer when one of the things house of black kept saying is that you guys don't have any friends nobody likes you ftr because you literally squashed everyone in the tag division nobody dax your family don't even like you and let me tell you something about malachi black i am a zelina vegas stan so ergo Malachi Black could have went over there and slapped that whole family. And I've been like, they probably deserved it because I'm a stan, you know? <laughs> so I think him him menacing the family the whole time, I was like, yo, you're a piece of crap. <laughs> but I, I agree with Iridian. And he could have he could have went over there and been more of a piece of crap. Like walk up to the daughter, like, hey, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Like, but again, I'm a stan. So if I'm a Zelita Vegas stan, I'm a Malachi Black stan. So I, I'm an apologist. However, now, like you said, with the Continental Classic being done and him having Daniel Garcia having beef with Brody King, this is the great way to say that, yo, we may not have friends, but a lot of people don't like you guys either. Correct. And uh, my enemy is my friend. So as just as many people don't like us, remember when you were spitting in people's faces for weeks? So it's it could work out. And I like Daniel Garcia with FTR because I think it'll give him a much needed edge that we wanted from BCC, but BCC is full right now. And I, if I'm Garcia, I don't want to be really you to getting slapped around for free. That's a, I want to work out, but I'm like, I don't know about all of that. And FTR, I feel like will give you the same results. will give you the same results without getting beat on national television for free. You know what I mean? They're going to, they're going to beat you up, but not on national television. <laughs> Yeah, we actually got a super chat here from uh, Maddie Nice. Uh, appreciate it. it. Says uh, we've all been focused on Danny Garcia joining BCC and being a wrestler, as opposed to being a sports entertainer. We forgot about the other wrestlers in FTR. Uh, them being a faction has promise. I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they'll be a, a faction. I would much rather see Danny kind of stand on his own. Yeah, but you know, just. For just the him sake kind of, of getting things. involved and kind of for for the sake of this, it it works to kind of even out the playing field here uh, a little bit. Regardless, Iridian, I think this is going to be a big year for Danny Garcia. I think this is going to be the year for Danny Garcia that a lot of us wanted in 2023. And it also goes to show you that performances and matches mean a lot because this man won one match in the Continental Classic. One. But he was still one of the stars of the entire tournament. Yeah, it didn't hurt him at all to take... Uh all of those losses. And I think that, you know, Danny Garcia is a standalone wrestler. He doesn't need to be part of a faction. He doesn't need to be part of a group. Um, 
get him away from I love Daddy Magic, but Daddy Magic is not yeah. steering him in the right in the right direction, right? Also, what are we doing with Daddy Magic? That's that's I think that's a question we need to answer. Um, I think that Danny Garcia can benefit from not necessarily being mentored, but receiving advice every now and then, right? And getting help from FTR, you know, in the form of, of words or a couple matches, I think that would be beneficial to him for this year. He literally sky's the limit for him. This guy has fantastic matches. The audience is behind him. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think that this could very much be a, a, not like a breakout year for him, but kind of a breakout year. Yeah, I had the pleasure of talking to him at the World's End Media Scrum. And when I asked him, like, what do you think is going to come? Like, even though you didn't win, you know, do you think people are going to put more respect on your name? And you could hear the passion in his voice. Like, I appreciate AEW for trusting me to put me in this position to even be spotlight, to be showcased. It could have put anybody in Daniel Garcia's position, but they chose Daniel Garcia. And he showed up and showed out. And I think that putting him in a high profile feud, especially with House of Black, who's been on fire at the later end of last year, is a great way to do it, especially next to FTR. I, I agree with both of you that he is a standalone star and I would love to see him be the next Owen Hart Tournament Cup winner. I could see that for him if we do something with him afterwards. But like, he's a, he's a star, but FTR tutelage wouldn't hate it. Danielson tutelage wouldn't hate it. I'm trying to think of somebody else who's like a big uncle in there that I wouldn't hate. Even a Claudio just be like, yo, get it together. I wouldn't hate it. And like you said, poor daddy magic. I like him too. But what are we doing with JAS, not JAS? Because these guys are great. But what are we doing? I would love to see 2.0 get back together. I think that's what they were. Yeah, 2.0 was yeah. what they were, right? I would love to see them get back together. And FTR would be the group to help them get your shit together. Yeah. One more super chat here before we wrap up from Matthew Hooks. Always appreciate it, Matthew. Uh, Britt and Mercedes uh, for uh, whose division it is uh, would absolutely sell. Yeah, just give me Britt with literally anybody. I miss Britt. I, I, yeah, I miss Britt every single day. I don't know what she can come and just cut promos every week. I don't care. But again, if Mercedes comes in, you could literally build collision around her build dynamite again around Brit and you know for, for the women's division and then have them meet at like a, a, a world end or some kind of pay-per-view i don't know there's so much that you can do that you're just missing out on in the women's division where's anna j we talked about jas anna j has again she's like the danny garcia also of of that group but yeah of, so her potential is also untapped and they're just not using her and it's unfortunate Where's Penelope Ford, bro? Where's Penelope? Abaddon. They started bringing back Abaddon, and we're like, all right, love that. More, more. Yeah. Love Honestly, Abaddon in House of Heart, I'm always going to pitch. I pitch it to Julia, and I don't care. I'll pitch it again. Abaddon in House of Heart, they would fit that aesthetic, and that is your Brody King. That mm -hmm. I, I want Abaddon around more in my life. I I need I need them. I need them personally to be my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> we appreciate everybody who sent in a super chat or a humper chat. Thank you guys very, very much. Always appreciate the uh, audience participation, especially when we were trying to come up with uh, faction names. That was really, really good stuff tonight. Uh, Aridian, where can people find your stuff? 
you guys can follow me on, on Twitter and on Instagram at Iridian underscore Fiero, like it says up here, but also head over to my YouTube channel at Rest Friends. That's W-R-E-S-T, friends, wrestling friends, together in one word. I got some good interviews, some vlogs. I have some just great stuff planned for this year. So head over there, watch a couple of my videos, give it a like. It helps with YouTube and other people discovering my videos. And every Saturday night, of course, you can find me with these beautiful people on Fightful on the Collision Post Show. Cresta, where can our beautiful fans find you? Ladies and gentlemen, it's a new year, it's a new me, and she's blonde, and she doesn't know what's going on. Um, Every Mondays now only, because I got a muggle job, you can find me over on Twitch or TikTok at Cresta Star. Every Thursdays, I am here on Fightful with Joe Pearl. We're now going over TNA, because Impact is rebranded. Next Saturday, I won't be here with our colliders because I'm going to be doing Hard to Kill. And sorry, you guys. But every other Saturday, I'm here with Rick and Aradian covering everything on Collision. If you want my link tree, it's in my bio over on X or Twitter, which is Cresta the Star, like Megan the Stallion. My YouTube is the same, and I'm going to promote my YouTube once here now because I'm going to start my podcast this year. I'm tired of you guys DMing me about it. I love you all. Um, and also check out my interview with Gringo Loco that's here on Fightful. It's my first one and I worked really hard on it and you guys should give it a thumbs up or else I'll come to your house and lick your eyeball in your sleep. Rick, where can they find you? Uh, right up there. I always <laughs> do that. On, on the X or Instagram uh, right there at Rick Uchino. Uh, that is the one-stop shop for all my work, whether it's uh, these, you know, uh, review shows that we do here on uh, FIFA on Saturday nights uh, or my work for Sports Illustrated or my work for uh, SB Nation. Uh, if you're a fan of women's wrestling, I'm not going to say who because I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going to be talking with somebody who I think is going to have a really, really big year in 2023 in WWE this week. And uh, that will be written up for uh, cagesideseats.com ahead of the Royal Rumble. So uh, y'all want to follow me. Uh, make sure you do not miss out on that thank you guys so much for being involved in the chat make sure to give this video a, a thumbs up we greatly appreciate the audience participation and we will be back some form of this panel we'll be back next week after battle of the belts we get battle of the belts next week those are always fun <laughs> take care everybody hard to kill. <laughs> have a great weekend guys bye Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.